Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Visit the Vendor Process Training Center to enroll in your choice of 55 plus training sessions that will help you and your team avoid fraud, compliance fines, and bad vendor data. Or just sign up to get access to Vendor Process FAQs and to attend weekly drop-in live Q&A sessions. Visit training.deborahrrichardson.com today. The link will be in the show notes. Okay, so you didn't get a chance to clean your vendor master file last quarter or maybe even last year. Now it's the week before 1099 NECs and 1099 MISC are due to the vendor and before the 1099 NECs are due to the IRS and to some states. Well, it will be tight, but you still have time to do the minimum to avoid IRS penalties and you also have time to get help. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 222. Didn't get a chance to clean your vendor master file? Do these three steps before distributing and filing 1099 MISC and 1099 NECs to avoid IRS penalties. Now, before I get started with that, I do want to announce that if you haven't heard, there are some updates related to 1099 processing for the 2022 tax year that came out on Thursday, January 19th and Friday, January 20th. Now this uh, podcast is being published on uh, Thursday, January 26th. And so if you haven't heard of those two announcements, plus another one uh, announcement from the IRS, I posted on my YouTube channel last Friday, those three announcements. And I usually post my videos on Tuesdays, but with January 31st deadline coming, I just could not wait. So I did put a link in that video in the show notes. So make sure you check that out ASAP. All right. So let's talk about the three steps. Now I say three steps because I have an eight step process to clean the vendor master file. And I will leave a link to that on demand webinar in the show notes. And I'll also leave a link to a on demand webinar that I have that talks about the tools that I use when I clean a client's vendor master file that helps me out and it should help you out as well. So I will leave a link to that one uh, in the show notes too. 
All right, so I recommend that the vendor master file be cleaned monthly. And I know it is a manual process, but if you can't do it monthly, then do it quarterly. And if you can't do it quarterly, then do it semi-annually, which means twice a year. And I recommend April and September. And really September, because you've got time to then reach out to all the vendors that fail validation so you can get updated W-9s and updated uh addresses and also email addresses if you don't have them, especially if you are distributing 1099s electronically. So it's a great time to have uh, to do your vendor master file cleanup because then you have time to reach out to the vendors and get that information before the filing and the distributing of the 1099 forms themselves. All right. And then if you can't do it semi-annually, then at the very least annually. Now, one of the biggest reasons that you want to clean your vendor master file is so that you do not have mismatched legal name and tax ID combinations for reportable vendors because you don't want to file uh, that erroneous information with the IRS because if you do, you risk penalties for both, one, not filing the correct information return to the IRS, and two, not providing correct payee information to each vendor that you send an erroneous 1099 to. And in addition to that, outside of the penalties, uh, when the IRS identifies a vendor that you have filed an incorrect or mismatched legal name and tax ID for, you'll be put on the, or that vendor will be added to a CPS 2100 or CPS 2100A notification from the IRS, which then invokes the B notice process, which is where you will send a notice to the vendor to collect a valid W-9. All right, so let's get into what I consider the three minimum steps or the minimum three steps of the eight-step process to clean your vendor master file that should be done if you did not have time to clean it and now it is time to file and distribute 1099 MISC and 1099 NECs to your vendors and to the IRS. All right, so the first one is probably a no-brainer. You already knew you had to do this one. This one, this one is the IRS 10 match. But I do recommend that you only do it for reportable vendors. Now, as part of the eight-step full process, right, to clean your vendor master file, that's when you do the IRS 10 match for all of your active vendors. But D-Day, time to file, time to send it to your vendors, you only do it for your reportable vendors. And so you can do a single lookup depending on how many ven reportable vendors you have, or you can do a batch file. And you can do uh, either of those on the IRS eServices site if you are set up. But if you are not set up as a company uh, on the IRS's eServices so that you can access uh, the 10 match, then you'll use, you can use something like 10check.com 
and a bonus with the batch file lookup because with TenCheck you can do a single file or a single lookup or you can do a batch file lookup. But if you do the batch file lookup for the IRS 10 match, it also includes uh, the 42 different watch lists, including OFAC, that it will check your vendor's legal name against. This way you can find out if you did business with a vendor in 2022 that you should not do business with in 2023. Because remember, those watch lists are not static, especially after the Russian invasion on Ukraine. The OFAC uh, watch list, at a minimum, the OFAC watch list increase. And there are other watch lists as well that may have increased as a result of that war. So make sure that you are consistently checking your vendors against watch lists, not just at vendor setup, but subsequent to vendor setup as well, in case they were added to a watch list since you originally onboarded them. And the other thing about 10Check is if you are using that service and you do not see the bulk upload, then uh, that means that you didn't ask them to add it because it doesn't get added immediately. You have to call them and request it. And then at that time, they will send you the tiered uh, pricing for the bulk upload because they charge you so much for a certain amount of vendors. And then if you go over that number, you get like a tiered rate depending on how many vendors you have in that file. Now, you may also be able to do IRS 10 matches using your tax software, depending on which one you have. I'm not sure if they'll let you do uh, batch or bulk uploads, or if there is another easier or faster way to get it done within that software. But if you do have some tax software, then you might want to check and see if you can do 10 matches within, within that platform. All right. So step one is the IRS 10 match for reportable vendors. Step two is address validation and standardization. Now, you may not think that you have to do the address validation and standardization before you send out or file your 1099s, but I think it is a crucial step because one, if you send those 1099s out and they have an incorrect address and they're, or they're not mailable or there's some, something else wrong with the address, you're going to get that back. And when you get that back, there's rework required in it. Number one, you have to retain those forms for three years. And so now you need to scan them in. And what we used to do is we would scan them in and we would save them on the vendor record in the accounting system or ERP. And then we would also log them. And then we would turn around and have to find or do some research to find the correct address. Uh, And a lot of that was fixing typos or fixing uh, address formats so they could be mailable. So that's one is the rework. Number two is that if the vendor did not receive that 1099 in time because it came back to you, that means that if there were corrections that the vendor would have notified you of or needs to notify you of, now that notification is going to be late and that's going to cause your correction to be late, pushing you up on the IRS penalty chart, which is based on when the correction is filed. So it's it's easy, right? The earlier you get 
the the earlier the vendor gets the 1099, the earlier they can let you know if there is something wrong. And the earlier you can make that correction if needed. So for address validation and standardization, you can do to do that, uh, to do those validations, you can do single lookups and you can use the USPS zip code validation tool because there you will enter in the address to get the mailing, uh, the proper mailing format. I do recommend though that you find a way not to just uh, do the mailing format, right? To make sure that the it could be mailed and that it's a valid address. That's what USPS will tell you. But I also recommend that you get the status of the address. And that means that you will be told whether or not that address is inactive or vacant. So you know now if you need to reach out to the vendor or do more research to get a better address. And to do that, you can use a platform called smarty.com. I talk about them all the time. I'm not an affiliate affiliate or, or anything with them or Ten check all the time or ten check because I talk about them all the time as well. But smarty.com, they have both a single lookup tool and a batch or bulk upload that is uh, immediate. Now, this one does cost, but right now they have a free trial that includes 1,000 lookups for U.S. addresses. Uh, or if you have up to 5,000 addresses, you can pay $54 for a monthly subscription. Or if you have up to 15,000 addresses, you can pay $274 for a monthly subscription subscription. And then once you complete your lookups for your current 1099s, then you can cancel that subscription. Still keep them handy though, because they are one of the tools that I talk about in that webinar on the tools that help me, you know, be efficient in cleaning your vendor master file, because they're like one of the only resources I have that you can do bulk file uploads with addresses. So it'll, um, Smarty will give you the format, standardize it for you so that it's mailable. And then they will also tell you whether or not that, uh, what that status of that address is, whether it's vacant or inactive, which means that you need to do some more work before you send that, uh, 1099 out. All right. So that was step two. Now the third step or step three that I think you need to do before filing your 1099 MISC or NEC or distributing it to your vendor is to do a duplicate vendor review. Now, this is one part of step eight in that eight step process that I talked about. And it's the last step because now you have done in um, that first step that I'm recommending the IRS 10 match. So you have all of the valid legal names and tax IDs. And then you also have the standardized addresses from step two. And so now you have enough information for your reportable vendors that you can go in and do a, a quick duplicate. Well, I won't call it quick, but you can do a duplicate vendor review now that you have accurate legal names, tax IDs, and addresses. And why would you want to do that, especially if you are right before the deadline. And that is because you don't want to send the same vendor, the same 1099 MISC or 1099 NEC multiple times because vendors are already still confused enough with rescinding 
receiving a 1099 MISC and a 1099 NEC, depending on what the payments are for. But now if you turn around and send the same 1099 um, multiple times, that is really going to you know, unnecessarily increase the calls that'll come to the team. Because you know, when you send your 1099s out to the vendors, you always staff up for those inevitable calls that are going to be coming that following week. Now, in the webinar uh, on the tools that I use, again, that will be in the show notes, I recommend a tool that can make finding duplicates more efficient and also help you find more duplicates than that standard put, uh, you know, sort off the vendor's legal name and then find duplicates that way or sort the tax ID, this uh, tool will help you not miss those duplicates when they're, you know, the legal name has a typo or the legal name uses the word the or someone fat fingered either the legal name or the tax ID. This will help you find those what it considers those fuzzy matches. So make sure you check out that on-demand webinar and check out that tool. Okay, so those are the three steps, again, that I am recommending that you do if you haven't cleaned your vendor master file before distributing and filing 1099 MISC and 1099 NECs to avoid IRS penalties. So the first thing you're probably wondering is how long is all of that going to take? And to answer that question, I will say that it takes me 24 hours. Now, how long it may take you may depend on what resources that you have in order to do those three steps. But I have a 24 hour rapid vendor validations service that includes the IRS 10 match, the address standardization and status, along with the watch list validations. Now, I don't do the duplicate vendor review. But I will have a link in the show notes where you can submit a same day quote and I will get that back to you. And I'll also let you know when I have available for you to submit your data so that I can perform that service for you. Now, when you get that back, then you can do your own duplicate vendor review now that you have validated legal name, tax ID combinations and address formatting and standardization. And I do want to say about that same day quote, I am going to leave the link in the show notes, but that is for serious inquiries only. So for those of you out there that are trying to get a quote, just out of curiosity to see what your time is worth, hey, I get it but that is not what this quote should be used for. If you know you have a budget, if you are or know you can get this in front of your decision maker, definitely click on the link and request the same day quote. I only ask for two things. I ask for your ERP or accounting system and then how many active vendors you have or how many vendors you want to include in that 24-hour turnaround service. All right, so thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 222nd episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. 
Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.